to Concerning Cams, brought to you by Education Pathways. I'm Kevin Connickney, your host. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Let's get started. Topic today is unit owner versus association. What is covered, what is not. I have the pleasure to be here with Jeff Sanders. Jeff is a client advisor with Gulf Shore Insurance. Welcome, Jeff, to Concerning Cams. And could you please start by telling us about your background in the insurance industry? Sure. Thanks, Kevin. It's a pleasure to be here with you today. Um, For Gulf Shore, I've been with Gulf Shore about four years now, and I work on their association uh, specialty niche team. For Gulf Shore, associations is a huge part of what we do when it comes to insurance. We work with about 700 associations just regionally in the state of Florida, um, as well as other businesses too, but the association niche is a huge, huge piece of what we do. So I really enjoy working with the property managers, working with the board members, getting to know their particular facilities, and then helping them navigate those insurance waters, because insurance can be a little confusing from time to time. There's no doubt about that. Great. Well, as we begin our conversation today about unit owner versus association and what is covered by insurance, can we start with Chapter 718 condominiums? What do we need to know about it? Yeah, 718 is a great place to start um, because the statute 718.111 really is what dictates um, what the association's responsibility is when it comes to condominiums. So you've got 718 for condominiums, you've got statute 720 for homeowners associations, and they're very, very similar. But for today's topic, just to keep things simple, we'll, we'll focus on 718 because that is specifically for condominium associations. Um, the statute goes into a whole lot of details, but it really covers things from what is the responsibility of the association. Um, and, and it covers things all the way from um, assessments to what the rights are of the association to uh, everything all the way to insurance, which is really where I come in um, because it dictates what are the insurance needs. Um, and when you, when you talk about an association and a condominium association, the statute really dictates what needs to be insured by the association and what should be insured uh, by the unit owner themselves, right? Um, And generally speaking, when we're talking about the association being in charge of of their insurance, we're talking about association property, common elements and things like that. As a unit owner, when you purchase in a condominium, um, you are purchasing the unit itself, and then you're also purchasing really an interest in the common elements, right? So uh, the, the, the separation and the statute does a really nice job of detailing it would be kind of where that responsibility from insurance starts and begins. Can you give us an example of what is covered by the association insurance versus the unit owner's insurance in an insurable event? Yeah, it's a great question, Kevin. So it's really important to note, especially that we're talking about an insurable event, because there is a difference between who's responsible for the insurance for a particular piece of property and who's responsible for the maintenance. And that does differ. So our CAMs out there, they're going to hear me mention a couple of things and they may think, well, hold on, they're, you know, the unit owner is in charge of the maintenance for that. So remember, there is a distinction. They do not align perfectly. Um, but I'll give you a few examples here uh, of certainly some that become confusing and get a little misconstrued. Um, we'll look at the HVAC systems. So we're talking about uh, AC units, the ductwork, things like that, right? Remember, the maintenance of that is typically falls on the unit owner. They're the ones that is using that exclusively. However, in an insurable event, that would fall under the association insurance, right? So pretty interesting there. Um, when we look at appliances, appliances are within the unit owners themselves, right? So um, 
appliances are going to fall under the unit owner. Kind of a rule of thumb when we're talking about this too is generally, and there's exceptions, but generally when we talk about items within the unit itself, those are going to be considered uh, personal property of the unit owner, right? So the unit owner is generally going to be responsible. Here's where it gets a little more confusing. When we talk about, um, for example, baseboards or window crown molding and and window drapings and things like that, right? Um, A unit owner may purchase a unit and those things are already installed. They may make the assumption that the association is covering those. However, the association is not. The association is covering the window itself, but it's not going to cover the baseboard or the window crown molding or or things of that nature, right? So that's another sort of exception to the rule. Um, If we look at built-in cabinets and countertops, right? Although the unit owner may have purchased it and those were already installed. Those are the responsibility of the unit owner when it comes to an insurable event, right? Here's kind of an interesting scenario too. So we talk about things generally within the unit being the responsibility of the unit owner. Um, Let's talk about walls. So um, the walls of a unit generally speaking, are going to fall under the association's insurance. Um, however, if a unit owner were to make a modification, say, add a wall to maybe add a bedroom or add a partition or something like that, because they now have modified that wall from the original specifications of the building construction, now that wall is the responsibility of the unit owner. So you see, these things do get a little confusing. Um, we've actually got a pretty nice cheat sheet that I typically will give to clients that I'll give to board members and to the CAMs as well, because nobody can remember all of these right off the top of their head. But it's it's a nice handout to give to your unit owners, because when they're purchasing their HO6 policies, it gives them a really good idea of um, not just the bank requirements that they need to insure their unit for, but if they've got some other items too that they want to take into account. You know, Jeff, we're in Florida and we get a ton of rain here. Can you start by helping us to better understand the definition of what constitutes a flood? Yeah, flood is really interesting, right? And it's it's the flood definition done by the National Flood Insurance Program. They really sort of set the standards. Um, and, and a flood really is um, it's the, a temporary inundation of water in an otherwise dry area, and it's got to cover a certain amount of area, right? And that amount of area is either two acres or two or more adjacent properties, right? So um, it, there are certain times where water events can fall through the cracks when it comes to flood, but remember, it's a pretty specific definition for flood. Um, and we talk about flood all the time. You know, there's a lot of associations out there that maybe have not purchased flood insurance because they're not compelled to. This is another area where the statutes make it quite clear. If you're in what is considered a high-risk flood zone, um, the statute's going to require the the association to purchase at least the NFIP maximum amount of insurance, right? Um, If you're not, you're not compelled to. So I try to remind folks, we are in Florida, right? And uh, even our most elevated areas, certainly down here in Southwest Florida, are just a few feet above sea level. So really anything can flood at any time. Um, it's certainly something that's, that's very, very important um, that people need to consider. So when the peril happens and the insurance claim has been paid out, is it going to provide for an upgrade to the latest uh, thing that's on the market, maybe the greatest, the best, the safest item that's out there that didn't pr- perhaps even exist 20 years ago when the building was constructed? Yeah, re- really good question, Kevin. So um, it, it depends. Typically, no, right? So let's, let's, um, let's take an example, right, of a roof, let's say. So the roof obviously would be the responsibility of the association. When insurance pays out on a loss and they pay out on a claim, they are paying 
assuming the policy is replacement costs, which it should be, they're going to pay to replace the like kind or quality of the property that was damaged, right? So um, if that is a shingle roof on your building where the replacement cost would have been, use an easy number, say $100,000, right? And now the board decides we want to upgrade that shingle roof into a beautiful barrel tile roof, which is $200,000, the insurance is not going to make up the difference. The insurance is going to pay for that $100,000 that would have replaced your like kind quality, the association then would be on the hook to make up the difference, right? So, um, it, it depends because there are sometimes ordinance things where maybe an ordinance has changed that would fall into your ordinance or law coverage where we've got to maybe increase something. So we are, we are in ordinance, but just as far as an upgrade or a better quality or something like that, that the, the board elects to do, no insurance is not going to make up the difference. Unfortunately, they're just going to make you whole, not necessarily any better off than you were per se. Good question though. So in dealing with um, with a disaster that happens and it's now time to deal with the claim, how much of this does the CAM have to be responsible for and how much of it can they rely upon the insurance agent to help them with, with sort of cleaning up after the mess, so to speak? Yeah, good good question, Kevin. Obviously, whenever a claim happens and there's a loss, it's it's a very stressful time for all parties involved, right? For the, for the association, for the CAM, right? And they need to be able to turn to good resources that can help guide them. So that's something that we take a lot of pride in, right? Within our office, we actually have claims advocates. We've got specialists for really all the fields of insurance, the major fields of insurance. So if we're talking about a property claim, um, you know, post hurricane, we're going to be a big assistance with that. Um, you can file the claim with us. We'll handle the communication with the insurance companies. Of course, we'll need the CAMS assistance gathering some of the information and the loss information, but we are really here to be a, an advocate for them uh, during the time of, of need, which is a claim. You know, hey, this is what you pay all that money for insurance for, is not only to be covered, but also to have a, a good experience and to make sure that the claim is paid on time, it's paid satisfactory, it's paid a fair amount. Um, and these are all things that, that we take a lot of involvement in. And we take a lot of pride in. Um, so certainly the CAM is not on their own for that. That's myself. It's going to be other folks in my office too, who are experts dealing with these claims as they happen. Jeff, thank you for joining us today on Concerning CAMs to walk us through unit owner versus association, what is covered and what is not. If listeners have additional questions, how can they best reach you or your associates at Gulf Shore Insurance? Yeah, thank you, Kevin. It's been a pleasure to be on with you. The easiest way to get in touch with us is uh, is either visiting our website, www.gulfshoreinsurance.com. It's Gulf Shore like the Gulf of Mexico. Um, you can always send me an email. I think we'll have my contact information in the link below. And uh, LinkedIn is always a good place. I try to put out uh, pertinent media, some videos and, and things like this. I'll certainly be reposting our podcast. LinkedIn is uh, Jeffrey Sanders. So you can find me there. Thank you, Jeff. Well, we'll definitely include this information in the episode notes for this podcast and have a great day. Thanks, Kevin.